Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Hollywood Podcast, covering the latest in film, TV, streaming, and social media. I'm your host, Max Geshwind. Stay tuned for today's episode. I'm so excited to be joined by Richa Morjani, who's now starring in the latest installment of FX's Emmy-winning series, Fargo, which is now airing on FX and streaming on Hulu. The newest installment has already been nominated for the Golden Globe and the Critics' Choice Award for Best Limited Series in what I'm sure is just going to be the beginning of more accolades to come for this outstanding season in the year ahead. Richa, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. So you play Indira Olmstead, who's the deputy in the town of Scandia, Minnesota, investigating the case surrounding Dot, who's played by Juno Temple. Um, this is definitely a 180 from the character that most people know you for, which is just coming off of playing Kamala in the Netflix series Never Have I Ever. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk about any particular challenges or um, feeling any pressure in coming on to a show like this, which not only has such a huge built-in fan base because of the franchise that you know came before it but um playing indira who's so unlike what we've seen from you in the past yeah i mean you kind of said it all right there i mean it was a totally uh it was just such a stretch from anything that i had done and especially never have i ever which i had been shooting for the previous four years and it was scary you know to to join this world of incredible storytellers and actors and and to know the accolades that I had received in the past I mean there was just the bar had been set so high and I was definitely nervous going into it but was wholly and totally embraced by the Fargo family and I just was so grateful to be there um, I know you've talked a lot about inhabiting the Minnesota accent before um, but I want to what I think is uniquely challenging is you just came off of doing an Indian accent for several seasons and never have I ever. So can you speak to that unique challenge and not just um, needing to, you know, learn this specific Minnesota accent, but switching gears from one accent that you had been so comfortable with for several years and never have I ever and needing to change to another one in Fargo? Yeah, I was nervous that what would come out of my mouth would just be no accent at all because it would be just a combination of different accents. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I've i always been somebody who loves doing accents, love learning accents, and that doesn't mean everything comes easily to me. Obviously, I had to do a lot of work on it, um, but I was so lucky to work with our fantastic dialect coach, Liz Hamelstein, who coached all the movie actors and all the previous actors from the from the show, and, you know, I just watched everything that I could on YouTube with people who have real Minnesota accents. I stalked people on TikTok who are from Minnesota. I just did everything I could to immerse myself in that world. And um, I think that the whole Minnesota accent part of Fargo is really what makes it Fargo. And getting to work on the accent, I think, was definitely one of the most was my way into the character, I would say. I read somewhere that you actually hadn't watched the original film or the previous seasons before coming on to um, to season five. Once you got the role, though, did you feel this need to watch it all before um, you started filming? Or did you want to go into it sort of not knowing anything that came before and 
having it serve as a standalone in your eyes? I think in general, I probably would not want to watch something if it's going to be um, a remake or, you know, something similar. But what's really such a gift about getting to act in Fargo is you can watch all the previous seasons and it's not going to at all, I don't know, influence the way, I mean, it will influence the way you do it. If anything, it's helpful, but I didn't feel like, oh, I'm just going to be copying another performance because it's such a different character and the story's different and my character is a character you've never seen before. So um, I wasn't really too worried about that, which I know a lot of actors do worry about when watching things before they do something. So I did watch almost every I think I watched the first three seasons of Fargo which is what I had time to do before I started shooting um and the movie I watched it like three times wow and it was really helpful for me yeah I'd love to dig a little deeper there did you what was sort of some inspiration that you drew from Francis McDormand's performance Alison Tolman any of the other deputy characters that came before you that you took with you onto this season um I don't really know that there was like a specific thing that I, when I watched their performances that I was like, oh, that's, I'm going to use that. Um, no, if anything, I just was very inspired by their performances and it made me more excited to build my own character and to create my own character. And if anything, I tried to focus more on how is my character different from those ones because yeah. I didn't want to do anything that was going to feel like uh, a replication or a, you know, a copycat version of one of those characters. So yeah, I really tried to, do to to focus more on how to be how to make my character different the beginning of every episode in the season always reminds us that the story is indeed based on a true story um and i assume that means your character indira even if very loosely was probably based on someone real um did you have any research going into preparing um on the true case of the story that it's based on to help inform your work yeah so the really funny thing about Fargo and the movie and the show is when it says the whole this is based on a true story thing in the beginning it's it's a plot device it's right. definitely not based on any true story okay. at all, which okay. I think some people know and some people maybe don't know yeah um, I, it was really funny I think when the first episode came out of my season some people reached out to me they're like oh my god I can't believe that this is a true story and there's like an Indian female cop that went through this I was like, no, actually, fun fact, this never happened. Um, but, you know, what what Noah does with that, I think, and even with the Coen brothers, I think it's to create the feel of this is a true crime story, right. to set that tone and the whole, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. But then the ironic thing is it's actually fiction. Um, but I definitely did do research on, on uh, female police officers and, I got to do a ride along with a cop when I got to Calgary, which was immensely helpful for me to study everything from just the way she did her job to her physicality to um, the way she spoke to different people. And um, getting to be with her on her shift was one of the most fascinating parts of my research. So while the story isn't real, um, the town certainly is in Minnesota that you yeah. um, play a, a deputy in. Can you talk about your experience um, working in Scandia, Minnesota, filming there and um, how that was at all helpful in your performance? Yeah, so what we actually shot in Calgary, which is where the all of the show has been shot, all of the previous installments except for 
the fourth one, which I believe was in Chicago, but it's meant to look like Minnesota. So uh, you're not supposed to know we're in Calgary, obviously. But the movie, I think, was shot in Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I never actually got to go to Scandia or to mm. go to Minnesota, which is interesting because I feel like I know it so well now, right. even though I've never actually been there. Yeah. Um, something that's so fascinating to see in your character, unlike many other characters like yours in other shows or films, is that there's this um, multidimensionality of the character and seeing this very human and flawed side outside of her profession of yeah. being a cop. You see her constant stress of being severely in debt and dealing with a very immature and unfaithful husband throughout um, the season. Can you talk about how important it was to capture that side of her just as well as the professional officer side of the character. Yeah, and that's something that I think was so interesting to me about her storyline was you don't just see her doing cop work. You don't just see her on the job trying to save somebody's life. You know, we also see that she herself is in a messy situation and she needs help herself. Yeah. And, um, you know, this whole season of uh, the fifth installment is very much uh centered on the theme of debt and that's explored through different characters and different storylines and that could be financial debt or moral debt or what a what a person owes another person what a wife owes her husband and through my character you see the financial debt aspect of it and it's it's a reality that millions of people in this country and and all over the world um deal with every single day people who are hard working and just trying to do their best but it's it's like you're just stuck in this hole that you can't get out of until someone offers you a hand. And uh, obviously, her husband, Lars, is not helping the situation. And I think that meeting Dot and then Lorraine, these two women who come into her life, that's when things really start to change for her. Mm hmm. And it seems so perfect having Lucas Gage play a character like that. Ju judging by all the previous characters we've seen him in shows in the past, it, it seemed, he seems so perfect for the role. Can you talk about what it was like working opposite Lucas in so many scenes throughout the season? Yeah, he's so great. He's so good at making you hate him in this show. But yeah. in real life, he's just the sweetest human being ever. He's such a dream to work with. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm so proud of him. I think this was definitely he was nervous about it too and it was something very different for him but i think he killed it and i think um you know, we don't get to see that much of him but he's clearly made a big impact yeah um i want to touch on the historic na nature um surrounding your character and that it's the first major indian american character in the entire fargo franchise up to this point um, what were those conversations you had with Noah before filming on the importance of her culture um, in, in Indira's character arc? Yeah, so uh, I think it was maybe even before I booked the role when I just had a meeting with him. I asked him because I didn't know what the whole season was going to be about. I just only saw the first or read the first episode. And so I asked him because she was written specifically as an Indian character. It wasn't just somebody yeah. that was written that could be open to all ethnicities. She was written as an Indian character with an Indian name. So I, I wanted to know, like, why was she written that way? That Because, you know, obviously there's never been a character like that in Fargo before. And, uh, and I just loved what he said was that, you know, he grew up in Texas where Indian people are in every walk of life and they're in every industry. And 
He wanted his world to reflect real America. And so if anything, I think that Indra being the lead feeding the, the lead cop of this installment just makes the show more realistic and more reflective of the America that we live in today. Um, not saying that th- we have so many female Indian cops. I don't think I've ever met one, <laughs> to be honest. But also you can't be what you don't see, right? So maybe it'll inspire more young women, more young women of color, young uh, brown women to go into similar fields. Yeah. And the fact that she is really integral in the story and she is the moral center of the story. And I think above any character, maybe Juno Temple, but uh, next to Juno, I would say that it's Indira who we see the story, like who, whose eyes we see the story through. Um, We relate, we relate to the most. So that's so important. Um, I want to talk about what it was like working opposite Jennifer Jason Lee, who you share many of your scenes with. Um, she's obviously so iconic, been around for so yeah. long. I think of, you know, Fast Times and Single White Female and Hateful Eight. She's just, you know, done so many legendary performances over the years. Um, what was it like working one-on-one with her? And can you share um, sort of a process that she might have had going into scenes that you had with her one-on-one that um, maybe you're, you're going to take with you now to future projects. Yeah. I mean, she's an absolute force. She is such an incredible scene partner. I learned so much from working with her and beyond just acting technique. I even just how, how the way she works and the way she is on set and the way she conducts, conducts herself was so inspiring to me. And, um, you know, something that, I was surprised about was before our scenes together, she would call me the night before and ask me to run lines with her. Mm. And I just didn't expect that from someone who's such a seasoned veteran actress to call me and say, do you want to run lines? And I was like, "Um, yes, that would be amazing, actually. Um, And if anything, that that that's something that I will take with me is that, you know, it's no matter how seasoned or how, I don't know, experienced you are as an actor, um, it doesn't hurt to run lines and it doesn't hurt to practice. Yeah. And I, I want to touch on a specific scene, which is sort of your character's marquee episode. And that's the sixth episode where you're one-on-one with um, Jennifer Jason Lee's character and she's taking advantage of your um, financial vulnerability in um, her wanting you to um, work with her. Can you talk about what it was like that day on set? Because that, that was such a, you know, amazing scene, you just working one-on-one with her and really holding your own against her. Are you talking about the scene where she offers me the job and I yes, initially yes. think about it? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really scared going into that scene. And I, I remember Noah made me nervous because he was like, yeah, you know, you're going to be working with Jennifer and definitely can't phone it in. And I was like, oh, my God, I really have to bring bring it that day. Right. Um but like I said, I mean, she's she was so wonderful and so generous and um, really made me feel comfortable and helped me to feel confident. And it was so much fun. That was one of my favorite, favorite scenes to shoot. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rich. I really appreciate it. And congratulations again on such an amazing latest installment in the show. Thank you. It's such a joy talking to you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please take a moment to subscribe to The Hollywood Podcast for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. 
Until next time, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Max Geshwind. Thanks for listening.